Alright everybody, welcome to Nerds Talk About the Boys, the show where we're going to do exactly what the fuck you think we're going to do. I'm SC. I'm DP. We're going to talk about the boys. Season 2, episode 4, nothing like it in the world. Before we get into the brass tacks and the pluses and minuses and the uh, psychopathy, <laughs> Woo! let's, man, let, man, let's man, go man. ahead and... Uh, Welcome to people the way we always do here by telling them where to reach us. All right, hey, so if you are online, you can actually go online right now at nerdcyclopedia.com and catch us. On um, with all our links, we're at Nerdcyclopedia all over social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, and also on um, YouTube. Of course, you're watching that right now. If you're you know tuned in live with you like us, handsome um, you sure are, <laughs> and that we are. All right. <laughs> Make sure that you're hitting that notification button so uh, whenever we do come on live or whenever we post a video, you are getting that, you know, subscription thing. Make sure that um, also we have our audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, on, on Google Play, uh, which will now be changed to Google Podcasts, <laughs> um, Spotify. Also, we're on iHeartRadio. We're basically everywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast. Tune in everywhere. So make sure that you're listening to that. Also, if you want to give us feedback on anything that we're talking about today tomorrow next day or even in the past make sure that you're um going to us at nurse emailing us at nurse at nursecyclopedia.com absolutely everybody so come check us out you know we're excited to hear from you we're excited to have you on board as a nerd psycho as we like to call ourselves and our fans uh dp this episode of this show was sort of almost like plot centric and a lot of it sort of paid off a lot of the character development we've seen in the first couple episodes of the show uh yeah i am I am convinced that at this point that the irony of the boys is that the protagonist of this series sure does seem to be a girl, and it sure seems to be <laughs> Starlight Annie, uh, in my opinion. What do you think about what do you think about that? Just to kick it off here for us. Well, okay, it's basically you know th this this episode here sort of slowed it down mm. for us. Whereas like the first three episodes, it was like a sprint out yeah. the gate, you know. Got you into, like, the season and got you going and everything. Like, you know, A-Train running on the track. <laughs> the first three episodes did that. This episode sort of takes it back a little, slows it down. I noticed the runtime of it was, like, 69, you know, minutes and everything. I was like, this episode is a little long. Um, but, hey, I'm all about, you know, having a, you know, long episode of The Boys. So, um, it's, it's all good well, for that. It runs over so, there's a good reason, usually, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So, with Annie, I love mm -hmm. Annie. You know, she, she is, like, such a sweetheart, you know. Huey, um, sometimes his, you know, his his weenie tightish, I can um, give or take and yeah. stuff. But for the most part, their relationship is what grounds this series and everything, uh -huh. you know. Um, and really, that's what the basis of a lot of this episode was, just to show you that everybody actually needs something going, you know, from from our main characters to like our side characters. They sort of have like a need for something, you know, within right. this. You know, Huey is needing um, um, Annie. Annie is needing Huey. You know, Butcher is needing his, um, you know, significant other and everything. You know, Homelander is needing whatever he needs. You know, everybody, Mother's Milk, we get a little, you know, a little backstory about, you know, as far as him. Everybody is needing something, this ep you know, this episode. Even Black Noir, he needs to know where Butcher is. <laughs> he needs to know right now. And you better not, you better not keep him waiting long enough to eat him at home and enjoy, which is one of the worst candy bars ever conceived of, oh, right? Uh, oh, he he had the um, garbage can right there. Said, nope. Oh. And then he did. I loved all the Red Bull cans. That was such a great bit. The 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 oh, Black God. Noir like casually intimidating everybody that just works in this building 
Like, unfortunately, <laughs> when you work for a big company that's evil, you know, things that you have to deal with evil sometimes. <laughs> evil people come in and tell you to do things. Uh, I want to talk about this, this milk stuff. This milk stuff going on with Homelander. We see this milk coming coming Ooh. back, and I mean, it, it, in this case, a just a really messed up situation with a shapeshifter that he has like forced <laughs> forced to change uh -huh. into his his like his mommy like his his mommy uh, obsession, right? He, yeah, he has like a a, a real sick fetish. Yeah. I mean. It's, it's crazy. It's weird because, like, this is a guy that has, that needs nothing, right? Needs nothing, mm -hmm. you know, who knows? I mean, he seems pretty indestructible. I mean, I guess, you know, in the Dragon Ball Z sense, there's always a bigger fish, right? Like, I guess that's the case. But, mm -hmm. you know, what could, how do you animate, how do you put urgency onto a character who is effectively impervious to all, all weaknesses? You know, it's mm -hmm. this problem that I think, sometimes you would run into in the Harry Potter books where, like, you know, if you trap a wizard in this universe in a room, they just get out or they just can create whatever they need to survive. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm -hmm. What they've done is they've made it so that the stakes for Homelander are essentially just murdering every single human. And is he going to not, like, snap, right? Is like the, right. the... For him, it's like this balance of, is the adoration and the volume of mm -hmm. adoration sufficient to prevent him from wanting to... Uh, massacre us and, and in that way and this is a weird this is a weird you know I, I'm open about my history nerdery on this show but okay. in a weird way this is okay. how the ancients and specifically the Greeks and the Romans would have viewed their deities because the reason mm -hmm. that you pray to the to the patron deity of your city isn't because you fervently believe that it's because you have a deal <laughs> you mm -hmm. have a deal with that deity and if you don't make mm -hmm. with the nice nice they're not going to make with the uh protection from you know perils you name it you right, name it there was a right. god for it right that's kind of how the pantheon right went. um interesting stuff to see homelander you know coming up against these sorts of challenges and and seeing him navigating them and essentially you know doing so like a almost like an amoral artificial intelligence you know what i mean just kind of cutting right to the right to the chase every single time you know what i mean so, so you have Homelander, who is the all-powerful Superman mm -hmm. of this Earth and everything. Right. And granted, we don't know the full extent of his powers. We just assume he is Superman. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he has the um um. I'm assuming he has X-ray vision. We didn't even see, you know. He says they can't. He says he can seeing. see anything through anything but zinc. When they had, ah, um, okay. when they had right. Translucent's body, and they were like, "Where are we going to hide it? He can just look and see it." <laughs> well, I guess let's let's just assume he's Superman in this. Okay, universe, I feel okay? like that's a fair so, comp, right? That's, you know, yeah. So, um, so for a guy who has this much power and can pretty much obliterate mm -hmm. everyone, you know, and maintain that sense of self-control, for him to go about, you know, trying to, um, to, 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 with, with his insecurities, he's going about things in sort of a human type of way. Mm -hmm. Instead of actually just dominating and taking control, we you know, with his powers and with his, um, it's sort of childlike in his, you know, in his attributes and stuff. He's half like, you know, half man child in that, you know, half like super powerful, you know, alien being and everything. <laughs> but he, because he's he's been brought up in like a human type of atmosphere, you know, he's he's sort of, you know, put a cap on his his own power, you know, his own super, you know, herohood and everything. 
So that's the that's the that's one of the things I'm thinking that is um you know with, with Homelander that I find really interesting about him. He's he's just he's raised by wolves, and so he's a wolf, and it shouldn't surprise us that he is right. That's what happens when you raise wolves. You know what I mean? When you right. when you let wolves be in charge right. of rearing children, they end up like like wolves, and that of course is another. He was he was raised by a mm -hmm. wolf, you know, by wolves and everything. But is is he a, is 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 his heart essentially a wolf? You know, or is he just like a, a baby, you know, I don't know what you call a baby wolf or whatever, but, um, yeah, a, a pup and everything. Is he, um, is he willing to go over, step over that line for total domination and everything? He keeps holding himself back to like a Stan Edgar, to like a Stormfront. Every, you know, a lot of these situations he confronts, um, he, he lets these, these things that are really essentially beneath mm -hmm. him or not as powerful as him, stop him from, you know, doing some of the things that he actually wants to do. We see a situation with him and Annie in an elevator, mm -hmm. you know, during this episode. The lie, human where lie he, detector test. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he knows, he in his heart of hearts, he knows Annie is still seeing, you know, Hugh, mm -hmm. you know. But um, Annie just talks him out of it. <laughs> Pretty much just talks him out of it. She, she... She 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 knows in her heart how she feels about Huey, but in a moment she was able to lie to go past his you know own human lie detector. But essentially, Homelander could have just you know killed her right there, right? Yeah. You know she already he already warned her you know beforehand, but yet again we see him stop. It seems like there's this like what are the stakes for this guy? This is what I this is the confusing thing about Homelander because you know the first three episodes that we talked about last week sort of made it seem like. Maybe this son of his was going to be the thing that could, you know, moor him to reality. Like, you could sort of pin him to, like, uh, somebody's affection. But this episode, and, like, the at the end here, we see him murdering Doppelganger, who is, like, in, home, in Homelander's visage, right? So he's basically a Homelander doppelganger. And he comes right. on to Homelander sexually, and Homelander just, just snaps his neck. And he says... I don't need anybody. I don't need anybody. And that is worrisome if you're thinking that you're going to control this this deity by um, by controlling his son. Uh, that is right. not good news for Vought if that's the game they think they're going to play with Homelander. Uh, it's not going <laughs> to go all. great. And, you know, again, to talk, to use his language, you know, Zeus, who was the king of the gods, as we've discussed, mm -hmm. not a great father, mm -hmm. not a great dad. Deadbeat right. will turn right. you into a tree. <laughs> As soon as right. you start asking him for money, you're a tree now. Enjoy going to the mall. Right. Sycamore. Right. Yeah. So, um, all and, and we we sort of um see Homelander and that you know that final scene and everything and and he's I, I would assume he's sort of thinking about his conversation with Stormfront because mm -hmm. Stormfront you know just puts him on you know blast and everything you know uh one scary thing that I've seen in this episode. Um, was the conversation him and home, uh, Stormfront and Homelander had was that um, that she made the comment about not okay you don't need you 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 you're popular so yeah you don't need to be you don't need to have fifty million people yeah we already have fifty million fans you know but I have five million soldiers you know which means that um, in her eyes um, all you need is you know passionate you know soldier type you know individuals. Who will follow you to the ends of the earth fans will come and go you know fans are fickle and everything you have you know so many of those she was trying to demonstrate to homelander you get 
these you get these base of fans, so you get this base of supporters, you know, that are with you, and you can you know translate them to you know to them to like you know fervent you know fervent supporters to where they can actually um you know convert more folks, and then you get more folks until you actually reach a point where those people that you were thought you know thought were fans, they'll actually become fifty million supporters or you know fervent um you know soldiers in her eyes and everything. And that's what she is trying to um, establish, or that's what she says she established already for herself. Stormfront is at the point where where he wants to be or think he needs to be, but I don't know if he, maybe maybe toward you know the end of the episode is his journey towards where Stormfront is. I, I think that when when we talk about the difference between fans and soldiers, one thing that I think Stormfront's doing is she's showing showing a Vought who's in charge, right? She's showing the uh -huh. company who's in charge. And what Homelander goes is he goes into Edgar's office and he says, well, I'll just quit. And then, you know, you'll have no fans and no one will love you and no one will buy your stuff. Uh -huh. And what she says is if you turn these people angry against Vought, they're going to be a lot more afraid of you. It's not just right. the way, you know, you can intimidate the company the same way you intimidate people now. Like, this is, you can do exactly the same thing. And she's saying that's exactly what I'm doing is I'm taking the people's anger and I'm turning it into a weapon to make Vought do whatever I want. Now, isn't that scary? I thought that was such, you know, I mean, it's really profound how, you know, this show talks about <clears throat> just some, some really, you know, highly relatable mm -hmm. stuff. I thought that was one of the scariest moments, just seeing the trueness of um, the, 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 um, the way Stormfront is, how, uh, what's the word for it? How just, just how, not conniving, but just how um, diabolical mm -hmm. she can be. Yeah. You know, she could be, she's worse than Homelander, you know, in my eyes. And we haven't seen, even seen the full extent of what she has planned. Homelander seems to have a general me, like a, the selfish mm -hmm. me first and, you know, superhumans because I'm a superhuman first sort of thing going on. S Stormfront, Stormfront, and then we can just go ahead and talk about what's going on with this character in this episode. So the other half of the episode mm -hmm. is spent on this uh, dog leg down to North Carolina to ask somebody about Liberty, who is a second tier superhero from the 70s. And we are we have this this harrowing tale of a of a sort of a like a super powered racist vigilante police murder of her brother <laughs> in 1972 by this character who just is, says awful things and then just beats him to death beats his face in with like her fist right. and then we and right. of course it's the boys so we get the graphic aftermath because it's the boys it has to be somewhat right. tabloid <laughs> but we find out that the reason the reason that this victim is so terrified is because stormfront is this insanely racist lady from 1972 Man. she it's the Man. same person and that is Man. just you know obviously we were shown last week the consideration mm -hmm. that Stormfront is prepared to give the human race. Right. But she right. apparently feels like there is a, like there are levels to humanity. And she has applied yeah. what in the weirdest way. And I don't know why this is. It's always yeah. this, the people that, that certain, you know, fascist people think are undesirable are yeah. always the ones that seem to get yeah. messed with. It's just yeah. like, just yeah. awful. Yeah. It's the worst. Yeah. It's, 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 it's crazy because number one, we don't know. We, we, we have, we still, we, we're, we're finding bits and pieces about her background. You know, the, the lady Liberty thing was, you know, a, um, a interesting thing because number one, 
she seems like she's the same age as she was back in the 70s yeah. and everything. So, you know, there, there's something to that where, okay, you got the compound V, you know, making, um, um, you know, um, babies and everything into the, like, soups and stuff. And then you got maybe this compound V, something that may affect her to not even age, you know, to the, you know, to that effect and stuff. So this is sort of going into the point of, um, you know, these suits pass and everything. But we're we haven't found out her motivations as to why she is this way. So um, I'm, I'm curious to see where they go with this. We're, we're seeing she's a blanket racist mm -hmm. and stuff, you know, which is a scary thing to be a to suit. To have that sort of power <laughs> and to be. And that. that oh, man. And, 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 and also she changed her identity from liberty to Stormfront. Yeah. That's true. I mean, let's talk about that symbolism first of all. I mean, this, the the stormfront is sort of like it's wrapped up in this fascist Nazi symbolism in in, in politics, and these words are sort of sort of were used by the Third Reich, you know, in, in their mm -hmm. iconography. So it's just obviously mm -hmm. a very obvious, you know, an obvious illusion, and there's no way that it could be an accident. So I feel like ignoring it would be doing a disservice to the text. So you have to talk right. about it. So going from Liberty and being, and remember, we're introduced to Liberty in a beer commercial and her committing a, right. a murder, a murder of her, some innocent kid that's just driving his sister around. You know what I mean? To piano practice. So she fell right. asleep with her ice cream or whatever. And, and, and we find out that this was the conception of Liberty, right? Think about that symbolism. Right. This was Liberty. This was America. This was the beer commercial stuff in the 70s, right? To see right. that how that has evolved and to see how the outward iconography has matched the inward motivations, right? right. There is no longer mm -hmm. some sort of veneer here that is necessary. And in that way, maybe Homelander is a necessary step to get to there. Right. Because until you can believe that somebody should be as powerful as Homelander or is as powerful as Homelander, you can't believe that they that they should exist, let alone that they should exist and should be in control. Um, well, we also see another thing that Homeland is doing. He's sort of doing like a purge, yeah. in, a, in a way. So he is getting rid of the weak links. He doesn't want, no, we seen last week, he doesn't want any weak links coming into mm -hmm. what he feels, you know, coming into the Seven and everything by, you know, him um, eliminating, you know, the Daredevil, um, you know, the guy and everything, you know, um, um, and he complains to Doppelganger, you know, Stillwell, the, um, <laughs> the, the foe Stillwell, that um, all these weak links and weak chains, you know, weak links that are, that are in the seven are taking him down or not, you know, are, 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 are not where he's or not where he's at and everything. So he's he's sort of purging by getting rid of A Train, saying A Train is out, which is you know a surprise to, to him and everything. And because of his heart situation and everything, you know he feels that you know he's a weak link. And whoever else, you know, he starts to decide that okay, this is just not going to do until he gets to a point where he has all powerful beings um, that are on his level, you know, for whatever he decides he wants to do with the seven, you know, to 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 go to that next level to um to to gain that superiority because we already know that homelander feels superior to mm -hmm. everyone you know he should have been named like you know superior or something like that but homelander is that um but yeah yeah he goes on at it how about um their their trip to you know the uh, mm's trip oh the, um, the road trip down in north carolina yeah the, the, the road trip 
So a couple things that um, I had to rewind and everything. So they had the billboard up saying, uh, "Don't uh, abort that baby. It could be a soup. It could be a soup." <laughs> Still up there in the south, they didn't get the memo yet. I guess they, you know, oh, they don't yeah, change billboards yeah, too yeah, often. It's yeah, not first of the yeah, month. That's yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. The south is 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 the south and everything. And on the back of that farm, man, we see that Homelander with the Confederate flag. That oh, was some man, oh, man. sort of thing. I I gotta tell you, that was. That was some some very interesting. That's an yeah. interesting iconography because it says so yeah. much about who Homelander is, and uh-huh. I think that when you really think about the, like the values that Homelander has, which apparently are, and I'm I'll list them here: strength uh-huh. and purity. <laughs> and uh-huh. for some reason, and purity. For some reason, and like he's, like we was talking about, he's purging yeah, as purging. well. Purging. I mean, he is he is. Every inch a confederate. I mean, every inch a confederate, right? He he wants his mm-hmm. own personal power over everybody else. He wants to be in charge. I mean, he's selfishly holding on to his own power at the expense of the freedom of others. He exercises, you know, the powers of life and death against people callously. He holds, you know, if, if not in literal bondage, he holds his, you know, his underlings to him in a real sort of emotional and terror bondage, all of them. So that that image of him on the barn with the with the Confederate flag instead of the the American flagish cape that he has now right. didn't look, I mean honestly didn't look insanely out of place. It almost seemed more correct no, to me not than at all. the real costume. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. More apt than like the you know real costume, mm-hmm. but um, but it was a hell of a display, and and also it really goes to show you how deep. You know, the Confederacy, obviously, it's in the South and everything, and how they substituted that um, for, you know, Homelander's flag and everything, you know. Um, that That is just crazy how much they, the, the in, in the universe, in, in universe in this show, how much they relate to Homelander like that. And just look at him as like, um, you know, their, their hero, you know, in a way. It's, it's really disturbing. It's really disturbing to, to have, you know, to find out one, that this this uh, that this person using the American the iconography of American independence essentially to as a veneer mm-hmm. to cover their criminal enterprise is unctuous enough uh, to discover to to realize sort of as you're watching it that you know maybe he she would be playing for that team right I mean right. I mean if you really think about it because I, I and I'm and I'm you know this is something that uh, you know if anyone wants to sound out in the comments feel free but there's a sort of a, mm-hmm. a um, a through line of um, a fascistic sort of authoritarian iconography that runs from the Confederacy mm-hmm. to the Third Reich to mm-hmm. these Nazi scientists that are fictional, right? So you can kind of right. see how, you know, the Third Reich was using Jim Crow laws as the basis for some of the, you know, the anti-Jewish pogromic measures that they were putting into place. So right. the idea that a particular, you know, that a particular sort of sector of the country that has this uh, is steeped in this white nationalism would mm-hmm. grasp onto the iconography of, of Homelander because it sure seems yeah. like that iconography is being presented to us by the, the yeah. artist making this piece as intentionally, yeah. Uh, yeah. as intentionally fascistic and intentionally 
you know, right. Yeah. Where. It just seems that that's the case. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Homelander is probably dog whistling in this universe like a, you know, like a champ. And everyone is everyone that's supposed to hear the yeah. whistle is hearing and listening mm-hmm. to him. You know, hence you wouldn't have that, you know, symbolism and iconography, as you say, like that. So it's very, it's very, very, very interesting, you know, how um, the people take to him. And um, on the other end of Stormfront of going at the corporation, you know, um, she's part of the seven, you know, knowing that she's part of Vought, but she's still willing to challenge them, you know, still still willing to um, get people to, you know, question, you know, Vought and everything and still being a part of the the, the, the system and everything, I find that also a, a real, real interesting as well. I, I have a feeling that, that part of her deal is going to be, you know, if I present myself to the public as the antithesis of Vought, and Vought is who was poisoning these babies, then when I'm in charge, mm-hmm. you can trust me because you know that yes. I was so anti-Vought. Yes. And if she oh, is really yes. some sort of, you yes. know, just list, list them in order of probability, right? Anti-aging serum, frozen, uh-huh. clone baby. <laughs> so we'll say one of those three things, right? Uh, either any way you cut it, we're talking about probably a first-gen, like born in 1950, you know, uh, mm-hmm. augmented human being who is going to have had direct contact with the, the mm-hmm. Nazi progenerators of the current iteration of Vought. Right. I mean that's that's wild. I mean and, and Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Homelander does not seem like he's not you know, he's he's susceptible to this. And this is what should be terrifying to, to Annie is maybe well, this, yeah, yeah, this coup yeah, is happening yeah. and she's worried about exposing you know, exposing um Vought's fraud, the fraud that Vought committed against essentially the superheroes themselves, but you know Well well this, it's, this it's, is it's a will be Annie makes a very good point when she goes on to her, um, you know, when she meets um, Huey, you know, in the park and everything. She said, OK, we revealed, you know, the compound V so, um, to the public and everything. How come they're not making a bigger outcry? Um, the um, Vault is still, you know, um, doing what they're doing and everything. It doesn't seem like that much is going down. Huey tries to assure her that, you know, these things take time and stuff. But what are we seeing nowadays with society and everything? We see misinformation. We see all this type of stuff. Um, whistleblowers going at each other. You know, things going on as far as corrupt officials, you know, government and everything. And the public has really become desensitized to these things because everything is just going over and over and over again. They just want to go about their lives and just just, just be as it is. In this universe, we're sort of seeing it the same way. Vault gets exposed, but yet Vault is still held as like, okay, yeah. They're still the big corporation. Hey, you know, it is what it is. They basically said, look, we'll weather it. When the stock price goes down too low, we'll spend some of our cash reserves. We'll buy them back. We'll get a nice little dip. (laughs) And hey, look, if we all sell our stuff now, buy it back. We can recoup a little bit of value. We're going to buy in lower. We're going to decrease our cost base. I mean, this is what they should do, first of all. I mean, if they're, I mean, not that I'm trying to give this evil corporation any uh, business advice because they definitely (laughs) don't need that. They've got that stuff on lockdown. Uh, Right. You know, I think that. Vought itself is like this this malevolence, right? Like what is uh-huh. like their very building sticks into Manhattan like a like a needle in an eye. It's just plopped in there, right? Like the Avengers right. Tower always felt like it was 
coming like up. You know what I mean? Like up out of the city. Right. This building with right. the seven looks like a sword plunged into the heart of Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, good pickup. This is good just dominance. Yeah. You know, Vought is not yeah. here to help people. Vought is here to shove the government aside and to privatize the services of the government, namely security. Yes. Uh, yes. Whatever else they can get their hands on, law enforcement. They won't need prisons mm -hmm. for reasons that are becoming obvious from watching them work. Not going to be a problem there, uh, apparently. Uh, I, it's terrifying to think of. It's terrifying to think of Homeland, what Homelander is in relationship to sing, to things we have now. Really, does that make sense when I say that? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's real relatable. I mean, him and Stormfront well, to but, a degree, especially if, if if Stormfront can you know manipulate mm -hmm. him because what she's she's essentially she's a master manipulator. Storms, um. Homelander thought he was a great manipulator, but he's doing things through like dominance and control and everything because he has the power to do so. Hmm. Stormfront is doing it with her mind. And right, right, right now she says so far she has five million soldiers and stuff. How many more can she convert with the uh, uh with with her position of okay, you could trust me, yeah. you could believe me. I'm the one that's against, you know, the court. Fake, you know, I'm integrity. the one that's going to get the man and everything. Yeah. This whole it comes mm -hmm. back to the the Second Corinthians, the clang gong and the empty symbol, right? And that's, <laughs> that's symbol like like symbol symbol like symbol, but makes sense here too. Uh, right. Let's talk just for a second about mother's milk too, because I want to uh, I want to talk to to speak to this because there's a couple of different scenes where, you know, we find out that he's sort of going through an OCD situation. Um, you know, he has this little dollhouse that he has as a microcosm of his life where he tries to maintain order here because his life is chaos. And he opens up to Annie, which at first I didn't know if he wasn't trying, like just saying some stuff just to ingratiate himself, because I can never tell at first. I, I'm just bad about that. But when we hear the right. second story about what happened to his father, you sort of know, you know, this is a man who's, who, you know, he's telling us this story about his father, and he casts his father as a man whose will could not be broken before his body. Right. Like that. Right. And, okay. he, and he fought this again giant company that we see now as being monolithic and we mm -hmm. find out about his stubbornness and like i'm gonna get my 31 free scoops you know i'm gonna get my 31 <laughs> flavors i don't care how embarrassing it is and i i right. like to see mother's milk opening up to annie because i like yeah I, because we all know annie ain't gonna betray him that's fine that's pretty safe yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> She's yeah a pretty yeah. safe it, character it was to open a, up to. i mean when you talk about two characters sitting at the table talking mm -hmm. or just talking about um you know scenes where that happens them two, who you would never expect to just sit down and actually talk, was a great thing to see, you know, with an episode. Yeah. You know, um, I heard some people complaining on Twitter, okay, well, this episode was slow, you know, not enough action and everything. Sometimes you just want to sit down and watch two people talk mm -hmm. and actually exchange some meaningful dialogue. That's what we got here with um, Annie and also Mother's Sometimes Men. you want to know so, why the butt farts and whose butt it is, <laughs> you know? Uh, I, I, do, I do enjoy, I enjoyed the pairing, I enjoyed that Annie has this, uh, I, I like seeing that Annie has a genuine desire to help despite the fact that it could endanger herself. And we saw that in um, a traffic accident. Yeah. Like I said, right. I, I'm starting to feel more and more like the person I want to root for the most in this show is Starlight. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, honestly, like, I, I feel like I well, would prefer yes, her to win yes. than any character. Yes, because she has, she has really the most pure heart of, out of anybody. And they did great character development with her in the beginning. You know, from you know her or her her um you know going against her mom and everything. 
you know, um, and also with her um, her situation with the deep in the very beginning mm -hmm. with that, you know, sexual assault and stuff. You know, you feel for her. I mean, you're on her side. You feel that, you know, she was a victim and she deserves to have, like, you know, her happiness and, you know, um, and, and show she's the one to root But she's for. so tough and so strong and so smart. Yes. And all Vought yes. can see is her TNA. And all Vought can see is feathered hair. And all Vought can see is her ability to light, you know, control electricity. They can't see these things about her that make her exceptional because they're not they're not looking for it. It's it's and and why and, and why should they? They're a corporation that's out there to make money off these suits. Yep, to you know, anything them. that goes to, to exploit that, anything that goes against that to try to um like like the thing that you're seeing right now with um like the whole Black Lives Matter movement and everything. You know, it's not a money maker. You know, ratings go down when you know people. Um, when some of these athletes and everything go on TV and start talking about, you know, different things about, you know, Black Lives Matter and blah, blah, this and blah, blah, that. It's not a money maker. You know, corporations want to make money. So to, to have them, you know, display stuff like that, their real feelings and morals and stuff, you know, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great detractor. So this thing we're seeing with Annie and everything um, and her being sexualized, and, you know, she doesn't wear her other uniform at all. You know, she wears the the um the the most sexual you know part uh, of the uniform the uni the the new uniform that they made for her you know to um to 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 keep her out there to keep her you know blasted out there we and talked everything. last week about how um one of the things that that Holly really struck her was that scene where where Annie is taking off her her starlight regalia and I think it's it's legit that she wears this uniform because. This is a mask. She's wearing a, a disguise right. to disguise her true yes. super yes. identity, which is that herself and just just her. That's all that is. It's really right. just Annie. Right. The thing she does as a super on that trip is she flickers the lights. Right. Like she dims the lights right. to get you know to get the mood right. That's it. Other than that, does right. she need? If she didn't have any powers, would that trip have been any different? Other than less dangerous. <laughs> so 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 let's 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 talk a little bit about the trip, and I'm glad you brought that up. One trope that you always see on these type of shows or type of movies or whatever, if um, an accident happens mm -hmm. and a superpower is near in the vicinity and everything. So Annie and them are undercover. She has an opportunity to go try to save or try to help the situation when the um, truck hit the car. Mm -hmm. You know, her first instinct as a superhero was to go to try to help them and, you know, use her powers, you know, in a, in a, in a way and everything. But Mother's Milk and Huey say, no! They're here. They're undercover. They're here. They're not to try. You know, they they will not want to intervene. Mm -hmm. You know, for fear of bringing on. You know, bringing too much attention. Annie is like, no. So we're that's sort of like not knocking against her own purity and her own um. You know, you know, up, you know, righteous way and everything, um, which is really a great subversion of a trope of of a superhero just jumping into the situation and everything being him. Uncle Ben. We the see. Uncle Ben trope. Yeah. 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 So we see Andy actually stepping back, listening to Mother's Milk and, um, you know, Huey mm -hmm. and going back and not helping. So how hard would it how 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 great of a how great of a, a scene was that, you know, in my eyes um, to, to, to sort of subvert, you know, subvert the trope in that. In that well, Erin Moriarty is doing some incredible lifting this year. She's doing excellent work. Oh, yeah. I love I really like the call out because her song was on the radio on every single channel. Uh, and they said, oh, you got yeah. a really good voice because that's actually her singing it. Right. I told you that I accidentally. Oh, saw yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Very, yeah, that was, very that funny was call out. I really appreciated that. <laughs> uh, 
there's protests in the Middle East over Compound V. So there's world unrest over Compound V. It's not. It's the bot isn't getting a total free pass on this. They're still alive, but their standing right. in the world has been smacked significantly. And and so has America's. And you can tell because that that America first sort of advertising campaign that Homelander put out is just sort right. of falling flat. And I almost feel like what Stormfront is telling him is half measures aren't going to work anymore. Half right. measures. You can't, yeah. you can't go out yeah. there and say, you know, wink, yeah. wink. You know, right. you have right. to go out right. there and right. say exactly what you mean. And then people yep. say, yep. did he really mean that? Is that what Homelander meant when he said that? Or did he mean something you totally re- different? You, you, you got to really, you know, take time to dominate. So um, in, a, in a way, it's a, maybe a divide and conquer mm. thing. Where okay, you know, you you got the setup, you got Homelander doing so a lot of things to to sort of curry you know people into his favor and yep. stuff, but he hasn't taken the a big step to dominate mm-hmm. like how Stormfront is trying you know to dominate and everything because she doesn't have that stature and power like Homelander does, but she is on the right track if she's doing what she, you know what I think she's doing. Um, so you got the divine and conquer. So at this point, you still you you're dividing people, you're getting people with bunches of uh, different opinions, then at some point, if Homelander is deciding to, which maybe was happening at the end of the episode, where he said, I don't need anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I could do this for myself. Maybe he's ready to conquer. Well, let's let's you know? talk Let's talk about speed. what that could look like then. Let's talk yeah, about okay. what this plot could look like because we've got Stormfront, we've got Homelander, and it's not like right-wing pooches haven't happened before we can't just talk about the playbook openly here so let's talk about the playbook so what 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 the right wants to do i mean and, and um, what what stormfront and homelander want to do is they want to create <laughs> chaos and say we are the only ones that can stop this chaos so they invite these super terrorists they create this super terrorist threat import them to america and have these mm-hmm. these battles with them that result in the mass death that prompts them to be given the power to stop the problem they're creating. Yes. So, oh, if man. you want to look at the historical oh, reference man. on this, they oh, call it the man. Reichstag fire. That's what it's called. Mm. So it's distraction that allows the the um, that allows the clamp down against the group that you want to ostracize. And in uh, Nazi Germany, that was Jewish people, uh, as everybody is aware. So, and other others as well. We shouldn't uh, forget them as well. Um, so that's essentially the play. So what do we do first? First, we start having these super terrorists come. What do we do? We stoke the flames on that. We get everybody worried about the super terrorist threat. And then the threats escalate. So the damage gets worse and worse. And so the power level of the people you have to send gets bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Kamiko's brother, Mouse, was ridiculously OP. He never should have lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, he shouldn't have lost that fight. He didn't have the will to win, and that's really what it comes down right. to. Because skill-wise and power-wise, right. I think he would have won. Yeah, yeah, he, he he was there, but yeah, he didn't have the will to, you know. Yeah, that that definitely is a weakness in the traction so, for what happened with so him. So as long as they're not as powerful as Homelander, it doesn't really matter, <laughs> right? Because just like every bad, if, you know, if I was writing a bad, because only I could only write bad ones, right? If I was writing a bad Justice League, <laughs> Superman would just come in at the end and be like, and that, <laughs> and that would be the end of the story. So that's the ultimate right. end here. But if you can cause enough chaos, and you can convince enough people, you can solve the chaos, then you can ride the whirlwind, right? And that's yeah. and that's how you can get into power. It worked in Italy in the 20s. It worked in Germany in the 30s. You know, it, it's it's basically uh, the playbook. Will it, will, it, will, it, will it work in the future in, 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 in a home country? I don't know. <laughs> yes, we should worry about those tactics in the future. 
Not in the future. Not now. In the future. <laughs> not now. No, they're okay, not, okay. They're not. We're not talking about. I told you specifically. I was talking about the Reichstag flyer, and I got the you. Reichstag. We're keeping I it. Got you. We're I keeping got it you. Uh, literary, but not getting literal. All right. And that's the important. Thing. All right. So everybody can have fun. That's what we want to have fun today. But um, but the, it was a fun. To me, this episode it was a fun road trip episode. Mm. You know, um, great way to actually split the characters. You know, we got um, we didn't talk you know, about Butcher. We always talk about Homelander. Like, he's like the main character in his, you he's know, the this show. He's the most interesting character because he's the most, I feel like he's the most unique character because he's a tropin version. He's Red Sun Superman, you know what I mean? Oh, you know yeah, what I'm talking about? Yeah. So I feel, yeah. when I talk about, like, uh, where I think they're going with it, I feel a lot like he's he's going to try to do the Red Sun Superman stuff. If you don't know what we're talking yep. about, it's Are called we Red Sun Nerds Talk About the Boys. We're not normal people. <laughs> We use shorthand. We don't care. That's how that's how it works on this show. All right. So, but, but good old Billy, Billy Butcher goes and, and is given me a basically location of this walled up vault compound, and goes in and basically says, "Becca, look, let's get out of here." And she says, "Oh, well, me and Ryan and you can run far." And he goes, "Yes, we can me, run far." Me and you <laughs> and <laughs> the boy. <laughs> the boy. <laughs> get the boy. Yeah, yeah, he he's in a situation where, you know, all he's thinking about is Becca. That's all he's thinking about, which is rightfully so and stuff. Um, but we know how selfish and how selfish Billy is. To really have him think about and, and Becca pointed out, you know, um to to Billy that um him actually being involved with the kids, he didn't really want to have kids and everything, um, is is a is a is a detractor for him. Yeah. You know. Um, and when he's, when, when she fronts him on that, you know, he's sort of like, oh, no, it doesn't, it's not really all like that and everything, but, you know, come back later in the episode when it's ready, when it's time for them three to go, you know, she, she actually realizes that, no, this is not going to work, Billy, because all you're going to try to do is get rid of my yep. son. And that's It'll not going to work for you know, me. I won't even how, notice it, how, but you're not going to take it. How, well, and the biggest thing for her is. How is it going to be if she does leave him and he grows up to be just like Homelander? She'd be leaving him to the only person that could really abuse him. I mean, you know, when you really think about it, that's you could activate his powers, but at a certain point, yeah. the problem solves yeah. itself, as we've seen. There's a very Gohan sort of situation going on. I, I watched a lot of Dragon Ball Z when I was in high school. <laughs> uh, I if, 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 if Billy was smart, well, if Billy was more in, in emotional, you know, control and everything, um, he would realize that he has a very powerful weapon, um, you know, with with the boy that he can actually, you know, probably help manipulate with, you know, Becca too and stuff. But he's selfish. You know, he just wants to, he wants Becca he wants for Becca himself. now. And Becca knows that now that this child is here, now that Ryan exists, you cannot mm -hmm. put Ryan back in the bottle, so to speak. You can't ungenie him, you know what I mean? He's here. And he's going to be here. And if he's impervious to harm, nothing's going to stop that from being the case unless they actually kill him, which is they wouldn't even do morally. Plus, he's extremely valuable. And and so she has to stay because they would be able to raise him however they wanted. While she's alive, right. he can be controlled by her or by anybody else because you could say, look, if you don't do what I say, Martha's going to get it. It's a tactic that worked in, in, a, in a certain... Zack Snyder movie. Right? <laughs> I mean, it worked. This is in D.C. and this is in the last five years. So I feel like that's on the table as something that's a trope. 
So there, there's that right. sort of damsel in, in distressy sort of situation that could happen. Um, beyond that, you know, she tells Butcher that she was that Homelander raped her, which I believe for sure, right? I believe it could it could be true, but I don't know if it is or not. That's a, that's not 100 percent either way. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's mm, yeah, it's it's sort of like on the table, like it actually happened like that. And you want to believe that it happened because she's in a situation that she's in. But who knows? I mean, she could have just been drunk, you know, and... Um, I'll put it this way. Let, I take her word for it, but if she was lying to Butcher, I would understand why she's doing it, right? Like, that's the way I'll put okay. it. I feel like that's, okay. that's, what, that's how I want to say it. <laughs> I think she has reasons to lie to this guy, and that's why I think she's doing it. I got you. It. That's right, right. Okay. So, so, what is she doing? Well, she's playing the long game, and the re she thinks why... That what Vod did is they cheated the world out of Superman by taking Homelander away from the Kents, right? The Scarecrow, the Kents in this universe, from who should have raised him in right. a, a house with a World Series baseball and shorts. He wants to have, you know, he sh if he had gotten all those things, maybe mm -hmm. he wouldn't be such a damaged person that he would be capable mm -hmm. of being Superman and he wouldn't be stuck being so stunted and so, you know, incomplete. Maybe because right. that, that's what he's missing is the empathy, right? He has everything yeah. else. He has the super strength. He has the hair. Mm -hmm. I mean, the hair is excellent. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice little 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 flip. Yeah. He has the air of of uh, you know he's sort of changing a little bit also in the way he's being presented because he has this air of like a solemnity now that's also interesting. Yeah. But I think what Becca's right. thinking is you know. Well, look, we've got a Homelander. We also need a Superman or whatever, you know, uh, uh, someone who does yeah. know that why, like, when you kill somebody's family, why they're sad. Someone that can grasp right. that and wouldn't want that to happen and would right. have, you know, some sort of real morality instead of the morality that would be instituted by people who followed mind conflict. It was some sort of roadmap to how you should live your life instead of the ramblings of an insane syphilitic. You know what I mean? Well, Homelander was Homelander was raised in a in a lab, and Ryan is being raised by you know actual um, you know um, a well, mother. You know he is it is it or is it a much nicer lab? Interesting, 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 interesting. Maybe Homelander. Well, we, we saw that develop. I, I'm yeah. interested. In, yeah. there's a Homelander's lot of always jealous. <laughs> there's a lot of he's jealous of everyone because he wants to know why he's not getting the attention, right? That's why. He, yeah. that's, I mean, if he's here, why aren't you looking at me? I mean, I'm here. I could, there couldn't be anything else you'd want to look at because right. I'm right here. Right. So, so, so I guess let's talk a little bit about. Um, all right. So we, we talked. We talked about you know Billy, and unfortunately, Billy is is in a situation is a, is a no win situation because you can't compete with a mom and her and, a, and, a, and her son. It. You know, you that's can't. It. You can't break that connection. And so he sort of is sort of, get in the he's kind of, I mean, he's mad that she does what she does, but he's not like mad. He doesn't like refuse to accept it. He just goes, yeah. I mean, he, it, it is what it is and everything because what, what else is he going to yeah. do? You know, I mean, he can't take the kid away from her. He can't eliminate the kid. But, you know, Becca knows, like I said, that, you know, he'll never really accept, you know, Ryan like that, even though he came before Ryan and yeah. stuff. Once you, you know a mother has her has her um, you know offspring and everything, you can't break that bond. It's just it's just not happening, Billy. So, yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. I wonder if you know. I wonder what other supers have children. That's an interesting thing that I'm curious about because it seems like there are the child the children of supers. Didn't I mean it seems like it? So does that yeah. is that something yeah. that's always hereditary? You know, one thing that the boys one thing the boys has really done this year 
is they have increased like the scope of the number of possible supers that I thought there were in this world from something like right. 35 to something like 5,000. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, and, and, and also their their how their their longevity, how mm -hmm. how long they've been around in the world and everything, from Lady Liberty to this soldier boy yeah. or whatever. You know, how long they've been actually which which sounds like he's like, like Captain America type character, or whatever. How long this whole thing has been going on. It's, it's so how it's, dark is this flip, right? Because the Marvel universe has the the you know, the democratic scientist leaving Nazi Germany to come to America because he they disapprove of Hitler's policies. To create Captain America, and now we have mm -hmm. this Nazi Nazi scientist coming to America to create a Superman for America that's designed to destroy America and make America Nazi. Crazy! Woo. This is a this Man. is a very this is a very well written and and you know surprisingly complicated uh, surprisingly complicated yeah, piece. The the layer well, it's definitely more layered than last season because once you start getting into the race thing, which I didn't expect them to do at all, it didn't even seem that they was going to go there like last season. Last season just was a big setup for what may you know be about to come now. Once you get into like the race stuff, you know, and like the the layered um, um, fascism mm -hmm. and stuff that's just blatantly apparent in like you know a, a lot of the you know a few a couple of the characters and everything. That's when the complexity sort of comes, and it not it begins to not to be about um, superheroes. It begins to be about how was already been dealing with how the effects of power is in this world, you know, and how it um, affects people. Um, not only with with people with powers, but people without powers. How it affects people, how it destroys their mind, how to, it it just flips them on. And we 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 see with Annie. She is like the flip side of that, you know, or, or the other side of that, that anchor just to keep us all what it is. But notice she's the only right. one. Not even the boys, you know? not even Huey and Mother's Milk and Fred. Right. Not even those guys are like on the same right. level no, of pure, like, pure. lawful good. Right. right. Like they're the only, right. she's the only exactly. one. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see where they're going with this season because it feels like teasing out who Liberty is in a lesser show would have been the whole season's like subplot yeah. for that character. And you know when we talk about other stuff that we watch that I really like it when, like when a series is able to pull off a two a two climax run in ten or eight episodes. I just think that's really impressive. They can build two climax stories. I feel like yeah. the boys has essentially done that because I feel like the climax of the first plot was in last episode. So the first three they released was one like cogent story. It felt like one right. movie one. Yes. yes. And the rest of yes. this feels like setup for movie two. And movie two will be right. this this struggle between. You know the forces of good and evil for the fate of the world, like all good movies probably should be. Right? <laughs> uh, I I like. I mean, I like what they're where they're going. I like the complexity of adding a little bit of mystery to to Stormfront. I I like yeah, the ambiguity yeah, about how how powerful is she in comparison to Homelander? Like fifty percent, hundred percent. Like we never know. Yeah, yeah. We we see her sort of get full scared when 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 the Homelander, her and Homelander had that talking. You know, he um gets mad and get his eyes get red and everything, and she's like, okay, 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 you know. But she's not really scared. She 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 knows that this guy can be manipulated. Um, let's just talk a little bit quick about the deep. Yes. And what what um yes. what what <laughs> what he's going through with his Scientology, right. you know, uh, craziness. And so so he's got he's auditioning girls, and and his 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 minder won't let him pick the one that. Is obviously probably the best fit for for his libido, 
if nothing else, <laughs> and and forces him to pick the one with the uh, with that weird story about <laughs> like the wedding. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The Deep is is as excellent comic relief, and I think that they're really playing playing this well. You know, this this sort of pathetic, like losery, you know, reinvention of myself as legit when I'm not legit, right? you know, right. pretend that I'm okay with who I am with not being okay. And just, just go to fake it till you make it. And I think that the, the indictment of, uh, the, the indictment here with Fresca lady, just being like, no, that's not who you want. And like telling him what to do is, <laughs> is, is, is a pretty, pretty firm, uh, a pretty firm statement again, by the, on the part of the creators who are saying that, you know, like, as I said, mm -hmm. this, they have created a very atheistic superhero story here. There is no higher power. You know, they say it. Annie, Annie, who again is the protagonist this year, says it explicitly. Right. There is nobody right. above us. So all of this, right. you have to sort of keep that frame of view in mind when you watch these things, is that they are yeah. always sort of yeah. making that point. Right, 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 right. And it is chaos going on everywhere. So yeah. you're only gonna, you're only gonna have so many people. You have this, this, this percentage of good, goodness. You got this big, larger percentage of people who who are like on like you know this and that, um, you know, on the wavelength of could they be good, could they be evil? They have you know they're amoral to a degree, and then you have your purely evil folks on this yeah. side, you know. So it's this pull, this large pull versus this other pull, and these all these people in the middle are being jumbled all around. So it's a really interesting, complex thing for a, a, a superhero show <laughs> i've never for seen butt, anything like this that farts right for a butt for a butt for a butt that farts, that farts wait, for a car wait. crash that you can't you can't look away from even this had hey, you know i don't want to look away but it's it's making there it's making some very timely points in ways that are uh yeah that are not the yeah. easiest way to do them and that and that of course is not, not at all and and it's amazing too because in the moment that we're in, we're in right now you know this these these episodes were made maybe like a year yeah. ago you know um before um you know a lot of stuff crazy stuff has been happening so props to the writers for just being very in tune and aware of like you know how the universe is and um you know putting a lot of elements into the show um it's a really fun show to watch um, and I'm excited to see how, you know, this next episode is going to be, you know, props to Amazon too, for always premiering it before, you know, at least like around 10 <laughs> o'clock on Thursday night. So I can get my fix, you know, for these Friday podcasts, yeah. get it in early. <laughs> it's nice to, it's nice to get it kind of out of the way. Uh, I'm stoked. So before we go, before yeah. we go, you know, I, I want to ask, you know, apart yes. from the boys, cause we, you know, we talk about, we get myopic a little bit here. So we have this, we have other shows that we do. We're nerd cyclopedia. We're our duo, as you can see our, our name below. I want to pitch a little bit here. Uh, I want to talk about, uh, bounty hunter BS, which is our podcast about the Mandalorian, which, Woo! which we're excited to announce officially here. will be coming back for season two. Uh, hopefully, right. hopefully, uh, the guys will come back and we'll, we'll have the full, yeah. the full, uh, the full compliment on board. I'm thinking that we will. We're real excited to talk yeah. about uh, Mandalorian Can't season wait. two. Uh, all wait. the stuff that's been coming out about it, you know, it looks really excellent. It sounds like they sort of perfected the methods they were using in season one to create real more immersive areas. Yeah. And uh, yeah. if you haven't checked that out, check that out. You know, uh, Star Wars is always sort of the um, the cutting edge of production stuff. And uh, I was watching episode yeah. three. I was telling Sam this uh, like on Wednesday. I was watching episode three this week, and there's this uh, some really really bad. Hayden Christensen acting, but you can tell that they they spent a lot of money on how everything looked, so it looked really awesome. It's a, episode three is good as a silent movie is my new my new thing. 
Or like in German with subtitles with different script? Perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, elements of Star Wars. Yeah, I can't wait for, you know, Man- Mandalorian to come back out October, um, you know, when it's coming out. So definitely catch us. Uh, and also catch us, um, catch up on some of the other podcasts we did. We did a really great Watchmen. Oh, yeah. Um, Talk about you know, strong female everything. leads, right? We've been, uh, yeah. we've been uh, exactly. you know, really enjoying exactly. that sort of, sort of stuff. We did our whole series on Watchmen. And if you weren't, uh, if you weren't a fan then or you haven't checked it out, seriously, go check it out. We did like a whole hour on every single chapter of the graphic novel. And then we did a bunch of shows on the actual series. Really proud of that work for sure. Um, That is an excellent series. So I highly recommend checking that out. Definitely, definitely, uh, you know, watch the videos, listen to the shows. Yep, and go back and um, if you're watching Mandalorian yep. over again, we just mentioned that we're going to do season two. We did a whole season yep. one of Mandalorian, so make sure that you you know check out our Bonnie, um, um, Bounty Hunter BS yep. podcast. Um, we also did Westworld yep. as well, so go to NerdCyclopedia.com. That's where all our info is. That's where all our podcasts and you know um, stuff that we we do on nerd culture. Um, make sure that you are following us all over social media at NerdCyclopedia. And if you like what you're hearing right now, you know, maybe uh, leave us some feedback. You know, we appreciate the feedback. Nerds at NerdCyclopedia.com. We absolutely appreciate the reviews we've gotten so far. Thanks so much for the nice comments. Uh, we appreciate you guys stopping by. Uh, if you leave a comment, I'll tell you this. We're a homebrew store. We're not a big, we're a mom and pop operation. I'm, I'm mom. Uh, he's pop. Uh, but, but we're a mom pop operation. If you think we said something you disagree with, you put something in the comments below this. I mean, there's like a hundred percent chance I'm gonna see it. So if you want to say something mean to me, this is your chance. I'm gonna. I mean, and if you know me and you want to say something mean to me, I'm not gonna know who it is. You just make up a name. Hashtag hitch. Hit, hit, hit. That's how it's gonna be, right? <laughs> all right. Well, as, as we all know, that we're gonna wrap it up here. I think an hour on this one's good. Good show. Okay. I think we're pretty. We had a pretty good time talking about it. Solid episode. And wait till next so week. we're all feeling we're yeah. all feeling pretty happy about uh, about all that, and um, you know, signing off here. I'm SC Hitch, and uh, this is my buddy. I'm DP Brown, Brown and uh, we hope to see you next week for Nerds Talk About the Boys, where we do what you think we're fucking doing. Nerds Talk About the Boys is a production of Nerd Cyclopedia Transcontinental Podcast. Nerd Cyclopedia.